welcome to another edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. This is a public affairs broadcast we're airing on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99. That's in the Fresno and Clovis area. That's where we actually are recording from the beautiful CMAC studios in downtown Fresno. You're also listening to us on Talk Radio 1550 KX EX in the AM dial. That's all over the Valley of California. And finally, we're on Spotify for podcasters. And this is uh, throughout the uh, world listening to the program now. Our guest this week, we've had a couple of times now, and he is the show's expert on coins. James Obler, he's with the Fresno Numismatic Society. Welcome to the program, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you. So you like how I just gave you the title of expert coin show, coin person, because you know so much about coins. Well, it's a uh, longtime hobby of mine since I was a kid and uh, picked up a lot of stuff over the years. I've accumulated a nice collection of things that interest me. And uh, I'm a member of our local coin club here in the Fresno Clovis area. That's the Fresno Numismatic Society. And that is a place where I can hobnob with uh, fellow collectors and we exchange all kinds of information. So all of us eventually become some level of experts. <laughs> so let, me, let me ask you about coin collecting at a young age. So when I was a kid, my dad used to always bring, he used to work several things. He drove taxi for a while. Then he had a lunch truck for a while and he would bring coins sometimes and he would say, son, this is a silver coin, throw it in your pan and collect it. For parents out there who have kids that are young age, is that wise right now to say, hey, you know, here's a silver coin, collect it because they could turn around and sell it and make double what the value is probably. Well, it'd be more like uh, 20 times what the value is because that's about what silver coins sell for now. Um, you're unlikely to find silver coins in change, not like when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, here is a, a, a silver quarter. Washington quarter. This one is, uh, what is that date? Can I read it? 1939, maybe? And for yes, 1939. For our audience members who are listening to this on podcast and radio, it's a quarter. It looks like a quarter, but it's a silver quarter. So tell us about that quarter, sir. Well, one of the things that I find most interesting about uh, collecting in general is the fact that the United States and most other countries at some point had hard cash, uh, metal or uh, coins actually made out of precious metal, gold or silver. And by statute, they were required to have a certain amount of the precious metal in them. And uh, that was actually tested every year. They'd send samples out for analysis to make sure that that quarter had just the right amount of silver in it. And then you could trade it for whatever it was, whatever it was you wanted to buy. And you were assured that that little piece of silver was worth as much as it was supposed to be worth. So until 1964, that was the case in the United States. The dimes, the quarters, the uh, half dollars were all made out of 90% silver 
and they all had this precise amount of the precious metal in them. Uh, I'm not <laughs> exactly sure why the decision was made, but starting in 1965, the lesser coins had no silver in them anymore. The half dollar still had a, a small amount of silver until 1970, and then they took the silver out of those as well. So at that point, they just said that quarter is worth a quarter. But just a few years previously, that quarter was worth uh, 6.25 grams of silver, less 10% because it was a 90% alloy. But uh, we still spend our quarters as if they were real money, but they don't have any silver in them anymore. And I want to go talk to you a little bit about silver coins. Now, how do you know something is a silver coin? I've a couple of things that I've noticed, and I don't know if this is correct or not correct or what, but like I've noticed that if you hold the coin to the side and there's no middle copper thing ring, then it might be silver. And then when I click two silver coins together or a silver coin and not, it makes a different noise. So mm -hmm. how do I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert in this field, but I've learned over the years that those things, you know, lead me to believe something is silver. How can you tell something is silver? For U.S. coins, of course, the date is definitive. If it's a 1964 quarter, it's 90% silver. And you're right, it will not have that, that visible uh, kind of uh, rust-colored uh, band around the edge, which is the copper core of a later, of a later quarter. But 1965 quarters are going to have that copper-looking edge, and they are going to contain zero silver. So the date will tell you tell the story in every case for a U.S. coin. Um, other than that, uh, if you have a, an unknown type of coin and you want to find out if it's silver, they have various tests, non-destructive tests. There's something called X-ray fluorescence, I think, XRF. Uh, jewelry stores or uh, our local coin store, Fresno Coin Gallery, has one of those instruments, and they can scan the surface of the of whatever it is you're looking at. They use it for jewelry, and they can tell you: is this gold? Is it silver? What's the what's the uh, concentration? So it's a way to check. It can be fooled if you have like a silver plated coin, and that's something that uh, collectors need to be aware of. There are forgeries that are made to be deceptive, so. Uh, <laughs> that's where experience comes in. And also, if you're buying expensive uh, silver, gold, other precious metal, you want to buy it from a reputable dealer. So that's what I want to also talk about is some of the counterfeit stuff out there. I mean, sometimes I go online and I see a rare Byzantine coin. And guess what? It's being sold for $5. And I thought to myself, so this is a rare Byzantine coin and it's only worth $5. Something seems wrong here. So, I mean, how how can you tell if something is real or not? And are there Byzantine coins for $5? Uh, actually, there are ancient coins, Byzantine, Roman, uh, not so much Greek, but certainly Roman. There are many low-grade copper uh, Roman coins. They had denominations like a... Uh, Duplondus, I think, was one, and there was something called an ass, an AS. Um, and these are small denominations, and they made them in such huge numbers, and so many of them were hidden in jars and holes in the ground over, over hundreds of years that they are extremely common in the marketplace. So I would say, yes, you can get a genuine Roman coin 
uh, over 1500 years old and you may only have to pay $5 for it. It's not going to look very good. It might just look like a corroded bit of metal, but it might be a genuine, <laughs> a genuine antique like that. But if you're going, say you're visiting the Middle East and you go into a bazaar and you've got vendors selling you fish and snacks and <laughs> baseball caps and whatever, and somebody's got a tray full of coins, you could be pretty sure that those are not the real deal. So I wouldn't waste my money on that stuff. You uh, here's something you might find interesting. Speaking of fakes. Now, uh, my view shows that this is reversed. Uh, Liberty should not be facing to the right the way it shows on my screen. I don't know what the viewers are going to see. But this looks like a Morgan silver dollar. It's uh, 1893. On the back, it's got an S mint mark. If this were a real 1893 S Morgan dollar, this coin would be worth easily $20,000. Wow. However... <laughs> I paid $1 for this at a bank. I went into a bank and I said, you got any, you got any dollar coins? And they had this. So I paid a dollar for it, but it's not a real coin. It's a fake and it looks close enough to the real thing. So you might be able to actually sell this to an inexperienced collector and say, I got this rare coin. It's only $500, but the list value is 20,000. Buy it quick before I change my mind. <laughs> but uh, it's a fake. And you can easily tell in this case, because it's, uh, much lighter than a than a real silver dollar would be. So the weight can be definitive, depending on the quality of the quality of the fake. But I was happy to get this for one dollar. I would have not have not have been happy to get it for uh, twenty thousand dollars. Well, and I'm <laughs> curious, did the bank know the story of this? And did they like? It's interesting. Did did it just show up in a bag full of cash? Very likely, somebody came in and and deposited some uh, some change with the with the teller. Maybe a you know just a handful of half dollars and maybe some real silver dollars along with this fake. I would hope to get a real one if I ask at the bank, but uh, the fake is useful from for a novelty educational standpoint. But uh, I was very surprised to get it, and uh, it was easy to tell that it was not the real deal. So you have a coin show coming up, and you meaning. Fresno Numismatic Society, and I always, mm -hmm. that's a tongue twister for me. I don't know if it's because of my accent or what, but that's coming up, and I've heard good things about the coin show and the dealers involved in the coin show. So tell us about this. Yeah, you probably can't even see this, but uh, yes, we have an annual coin show put on by our coin club. Uh, it's always the fourth weekend of October, more or less. So this year, it is on the 27th and 28th. It's a Friday-Saturday show. And uh, it's at the uh, American Legion Post 509, which is on North 1st Street, um, near, uh, where is it near? It's near Ashland Avenue. Um, starts at 10 in the morning, runs until 6 in the afternoon on Friday, and closes a little earlier on Saturday. Um, we'll have about 20 dealers, about 50 tables. We'll have a wide variety of American collectible coins, world coins, paper money, uh, and lots of bullion products, which is, I think, a very attractive uh, item for sale nowadays. A lot of people are trying to sell you gold and silver. Our coin show is one of the very best ways to get some gold and silver because you can go there. You work directly with the dealer. He shows you what you got. You can hold it in your hand. And if you decide to buy it, you pay for it on the spot, and then you have it. You don't have to mail it. You don't have to wait for delivery. 
it's uh, very convenient and it's one-on-one transactions. So I find that to be the best way to do this kind of shopping. Anyway, it's uh, open to the public. It uh, costs you $3 to get in if you're an adult. Kids are free. Parking's free. We have a big raffle at the end of the show where we give away a uh, as a grand prize. We have a coin like this. You probably can't see that. This is a United States $10 gold piece. The one we're giving away, I think, is a 1910 date. It's almost a half ounce of gold. This was legal tender back in 1910. $10 was real money. You could get it in gold or silver or paper. Uh, but that's our grand prize at our raffle. Uh, if you buy a $5 raffle ticket, you get in for free. Your free admission allows you to come back Saturday if you want. You can come both days. Uh, take your time, browse the floor, and uh, meet a bunch of our dealers and see if they have something that you want to take home with you. What's the value of that thing you're raffling? Because it looked very nice, almost mint. Uh, yes, the one, the actual one that we're uh, raffling off uh, is a 1910 Denver Mint um, U.S. $10 gold piece. Uh, it's got an Indian head design on the front, uh, and it's worth about uh, $1,300 probably. If you could get it for that retail, you'd be you'd have made a good deal for yourself. So that's the top prize. Our second prize is a $5 gold piece, which is half the size, has half the amount of gold, and is worth about half as much. And then we have 11 lesser prizes. Those are all silver dollars and uh, silver half dollars, uh, certified, uncirculated, uh, high-grade uh, uh, collector coins that are worth in the area of $70 or so each. So we got a lot of prizes to give away, and uh, we hope that we'll have some uh, happy winners at the end of our show. And are people still collecting coins? I mean, as a kid, I used to collect comic books, and those values went down because of internet and all the other factors. But are coins still a hot commodity out there? Uh, I would say yes, particularly for the high-end coins. I mean, there's many people that buy you know, Picasso paintings or antique Ferrari paintings. Uh, sports cars and spend lots of money. And in some cases, their investment can uh, double, triple, quadruple in value in just a few years. You know, if you if you recognize a bargain, say it's up for auction and you say that coin is or that car or that painting is under market, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to invest my my money and put it in that particular uh, item. And then in a couple of years, I'm going to turn around and try to auction it and hopefully make a big profit. And that can happen. And it does happen. Uh, new price records are always being set for uh, for the really high-end coins. I think the most expensive coin uh, uh, was sold at auction up till now went for about $18 million. That's that was a United price. States $20 gold piece. And that's uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> $18 but, million. Uh, dollars. Wow. For one coin, it's about an ounce of gold, about that big, $18 million. And if that goes back up for auction and, you know, the economy hasn't completely crashed, you'll probably find somebody that'll pay more than that in a few years. So, uh, yeah, I'd say it is a hot commodity. Uh, lower end coins, more in the reach of a collector such as myself. Um, the prices tend not to fluctuate that much, but the, the trend overall, I think, is upward. And uh, it, it is a hobby which uh, kind of persists. I think there's always going to be a, a demand for these old coins. 
and uh, I hope to promote that demand. You are listening to San Joaquin Spotlight, a public affairs broadcast. We're airing on CMAC, Comcast 93, and AT&T 99 in the Fresno and Clovis area. We're also broadcasting on Talk Radio 1550 KXCX in the Central Valley of California. And finally, we're on podcast, Anchor FM, which is now Spotify for podcasters around the world. We're talking to, and now you'll know if you've been listening to the show, why I call him an expert in coins, because... I've every question I've asked him, he's been ready with a accurate and thorough response. Our <laughs> guest is James Obler. He's with the Fresno Numismatic Society, and uh, there's a coin show coming in the end of October here in Fresno that we've been talking about. So for those of you who are listening to the program and you love coins, come out and check it out. They're doing a raffle. There are some vendors for coins. Let me ask you, James. When you when you are looking at collecting coins, some things that people are doing now are buying gold and buying silver. We're hearing those commercials all the time. Sure. I, can, can you talk a little bit about that piece of it? I mean, I, I know that buying gold and silver is a great thing, but how do we know if we're getting a good deal if we're not. I mean, it's just an interesting trend that's been happening. It's fairly easy to see if you're getting a fair deal. I mean, you always have the caveat that the item has to be legitimate. It has to be real, not a, not a forgery of any kind. And as I said, you you kind of protect yourself by working with, uh, with reputable dealers like the people that come to our shows. Uh, you can also buy certified coins. Those are coins that are... Uh, um, put into a tamper-resistant holder by uh, a grading service. Uh, you'll pay a little bit more for a coin like that in general because you're paying for the packaging, but it does provide a guarantee of authenticity. But uh, other than that, I do think it's a, it's a good idea to have some small portion of your assets in hard assets. Uh, we're all aware of inflation now. We don't like the way that we go to the gas station and it's 20 cents more a gallon than it was just last week. And you say, <laughs> you know, what do you do about that? If I had a 10,000 gallon tank in my backyard that I could store gasoline in, maybe that would be a better investment than coins because the price seems to be going up and up and up. Not really practical. However, it is practical to go down to our coin show and maybe buy a 10 ounce bar of silver which would cost you around $230 right now based on the current price of silver. Now, maybe that's something that you've got a little extra money. You want to put it in something hard. that's not going to rust. It's not going to break down. It's not going to decompose. It'll still be there in 10 years or 50 years for you or your kids. It's a way to, it's a way to set aside money and uh, accumulate a store of value, which is probably not going to go down in value. You just showed a bar, a silver bar, and I'm glad you did, because online I see those things on sale all the time. And then did I hear right? Costco was even bringing gold bars to the market, which I thought was interesting. So if I'm going to buy one of those bars, am I paying market value and is that a good deal? Or am I trying to go wholesale and, and get it at a wholesale price? Well, there are, are widely published uh, 
uh, numbers for the value of precious metals. These are it's called spot price, and you can look that up in any number of online venues, you know, coin websites. You walk into Fresno Coin Gallery here in time, they've got a board, you know, a, a display up on the wall that says this is today's spot price for gold, for silver, for platinum, for rhodium. <laughs> for God's sake, it's a very exotic metal, but there is a price for that. You're never going to get metal from a legitimate dealer at less than the spot price. You'll always pay a little bit more, which has to do with the cost of fabricating something, whether you're making a coin, you're making a bar, you're making, I don't know, a piece of jewelry. It's not just the cost of the metal, it's the cost of making it into something that's fit to be sold. So you comparison shop. And again, I'm coming back to my coin show, because you go to that coin show, you're looking for something standard, like, say, a United States Silver Eagle. This is a one ounce coin made by the US government, pure silver, one troy ounce. So this is valued at the spot price for silver, which right now I think is about $21 an ounce, plus the fabrication charge. And the fact that this is an American silver eagle guaranteed by the American government means that extra charge is actually pretty high. So this coin might cost you $29, which is a big markup over the, over the silver spot price. But that's what the market dictates. If you want to get that same ounce of silver, you can buy something like this, which is a silver round, they call it. It's not really a coin. It's made by a private mint. It contains that same one ounce of silver, but because it doesn't have the U.S. mint fabrication cost and it doesn't have the U.S. mint uh, guarantee, you can get it for a much lower value, much closer to the spot price. So maybe this will cost you $23 compared to $29 for the U.S. Silver Eagle. So these are the kinds of trade-offs that you make if you're, if you're deciding to buy metal. But at a place like our coin show, you can go from table to table to table and say, hey, what's your best price on a U.S. Silver Eagle? This guy might want $29. Maybe his neighbor's going to sell it to you for $26.50. So you do your comparison shop. If you got the $26.50, you can be confident you got a good deal. So we are running out of time this week on the program, believe it or not. You and I could talk for hours about this stuff because I'm a fan of <laughs> coins and all kinds of things that have to do with history and coins. So let's talk about this coin show. When is it? Where is it? And how can people find out more information? Sure. It's on uh, the 27th and 28th of October, Friday and Saturday. It's at the American Legion, Post 509, which is at 3509 North 1st Street near Ashland Avenue. Um, you can find out more information specifically about the show and about our club if you go to our website, which, by no coincidence, is called FresnoCoinClub.com. Easy to remember, FresnoCoinClub.com. And we have a page that uh, describes the show and gives you more details. So good place for some uh, some facts. Final question for you, and I know that this isn't an it's not an investment show. This isn't investment advice, but I've got three kids, three sons, and they're relatively young in age. Should I come to the coin show and get a silver bar for each one of those them, and when they turn twenty, give it to them? Are chances chances that that bar is going to increase in value? Yeah, I think there's a chance it'll increase. Um, there's a lot of demand for silver. They use it in, uh, you 
you know, electric car battery uh, and electronics and uh, all kinds of industrial applications. Um, you're taking your chances. Would you, be, would you be better off putting your money into a into a mutual fund? I don't know. I would put most of my money for, say, the college education of my kids in a mutual fund, but maybe a small percentage of it in a precious metal asset. And that silver bar will be much appreciated by your kids when you get around to giving it to them. Or you just keep it for yourself. It's up to you. <laughs> what a great way to end the program this week. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Pleasure. That's all for this edition of San Joaquin Spotlight. I'm your host, Sevag Tatiosian. Our guest was James Obler with the Fresno Numismatic Society talking about a show coming up, a coin show at the end of October. Thank you to our audience members listening to this broadcast on CMAC, Comcast 93 and AT&T 99. Thank you to those also listening to Talk Radio 1550 KXEX on the AM dial and to those listening on Spotify for podcasters around the world. Hope to see you at the Coin Show. Tune in next week to a new edition. This program was made possible in part by FaceLogic Essential Skin Care and Spa in Clovis.